It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Gare. Welcome to your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. I'm Major Gare. We're Il Canale in Georgetown, fabulous Italian restaurant. I've just polished off one of the best meat lovers pizzas I've ever had in my life. Our special guest, Jonah Mendez, CIA for 25 years, her last posting there, head of disguise. She was married to Tony Mendez. If you have any familiarity at all with the movie Argo, you will remember, possibly. He was the key exfiltrator in that movie. We're going to talk a little bit about that movie, but I want to ask you just a general question. Uh, Sometimes we get heavily involved in politics here. This is not an episode for that, but I want to give you an opportunity. And if you don't want to take it, just say so. But if you want to say anything about this particular president's relationship to the intelligence community, you have the floor. Wow. You know, when I speak from a podium and take questions, I usually, I tell them I don't want to do politics. It's, it's, I tell them though, that if I was out with you and we both had a drink in our hand, I would, I'd be happy to have that conversation because I do have particular points of view. I think the the President of the United States set the wrong tone. He set the wrong tone at the CIA. I think it was his first day on the job. He went out. He gave a speech in in the most sacred place in that campus. It's a huge campus. Um, In front of the stars representing all these people that have died, CIA officers who have died, some of who still cannot be named because of various security considerations. And he... He, um, he was talking about the size of his inauguration crowd, which he continues even today talking about. I think the, the, the intelligence community got a heads up that day, if they didn't know it already, that this was not going to be um, their, how can I say it, their president. But I, I, then I have to say in the same breath that on many levels, on the working levels, and even going up at the CIA, it doesn't really matter who is the president. It never has. The work continues to be done. The collection continues to be done. The, the programs and the targets that we're collecting against are not set by the president. They're, they're, they're set at lower levels. They are unanimous. So, and, the, and, it, and forgive me for interrupting, and correct me if I'm wrong, at a certain level, Operationally, it's important that the president not know a lot of the granular details yeah. for a couple of reasons. Deniability and, then, and, and, and to not get into your business. Typically, they don't know. In the, in the movie Argo, Tony actually got a cable from Jimmy Carter that said, good luck, Godspeed. He said in his career, it's the first time ever that he knows of that a president operationally said a word. And that's true from the movie. That, that actually happened. That actually happened. But 
but what's going on now is is it's it's not just picking around the edges and it's not just ignoring the assessments. It is now saying, I don't want to read the assessments. I don't want to read the assessments. Where this is going is scaring me to death. Uh, the intelligence community, they, they, they don't care who's president. But if, if, if what they're collecting is not even being read, not even being measured, if good people, good people like John Brennan and Dan Coates are being run out of office, the FBI is being, is being cut back. I mean, it just, it does not bode well. And that's about where I'd want to leave it. But Understood. I'm Understood. I, I want to give you the floor, and there you had it. Um, we have three questions we ask all of our guests. I've seen in previous interviews that you mentioned that you're not a big movie or TV watcher, so go in whatever direction you want on one of these questions, but we ask all of our guests the same three. Uh, one of the most influential books in your life, if you're on a long flight or a long drive, what kind of music, artist, or genre are you most likely to listen to? And if you have a favorite movie, uh, let us know. Wow. Okay. Favorite movie. Favorite movie of all time. Argo. There you go. <laughs> Tony, I'm looking. I'm looking out for you, Tony. You know, we don't we don't watch many um, spy themed TV shows or movies. We typically don't like it. It's actually irritating because mm -hmm. it's not right. I liked The Americans very much on TV. Okay. Um, that, I thought that was pretty close. Close to the bone. It oh. was a Soviet couple, but it was life in a in a in a household where nothing was what it seemed to be and, and the kids were picking up on it and it just that was yeah that was good that felt good okay so it's solid uh, representational okay yeah. Yeah. book well the, the my, my, my most recent uh, book would have been Red Sparrow mm -hmm. but not to be confused with the movie right I, I know J.K. Matthews I never dreamed he was a writer the book was just a revelation and, and his scenes in that book, on the street, working as, a, as a, an intelligence officer, just transported me. I thought, he's brilliant. That's part of a trilogy, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. The movie didn't take anything of that into the movie itself. I was really disappointed with the movie. But I did meet Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, there you and go. she was lovely. Yeah, there are high sides in life, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, and music. What kind of music do you like? Tony and I, for 20-some years, worked with a princess, the Princess Cecilia de' Medici, presenting American pianists in Europe, where she had a chateau. Every summer, we went to Europe. We would take cellos, baritones, sopranos, violins, um, and we'd go to Europe and do concerts. And then every autumn, we'd pick two or three of those, and we'd take them to Carnegie Hall for three nights of, of um, concerts. So... Um, Classical music and piano music is very high on my on my list. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular piece of classical music you find transcendent? No, not transcendent, but just as a as a category, I am I'm always entertained is the wrong word. I can disappear into right. a lot of that music. That's what the best music does, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, in some of the reviews of Argo, uh, it was mentioned that. The Canadians did not get due credit for some of the original ideas and concepts. True? You know, the Canadians were upset about that movie. I don't know if it was for concepts. 
I think the, the criticism that I heard and we heard and we heard the criticism was that they didn't think that the Canadians received the, 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 the honor they deserved for risking their lives, which they basically did. Had they had those house guests been discovered in the Canadians care diplomats or not because the the Iranian revolution didn't care if you were a diplomat they they didn't care what you were if they thought you were helping spies they were going to arrest you it would have gone very very badly so Ken Taylor who was the ambassador we believe was a hero and if you read the book Argo you would see that every five pages Tony is calling it out what they did larger than life we knew Ken Taylor we went up to New York when he passed we heard all the stories from his friends Turns out we only knew a little piece of Ken Taylor. He was a larger-than-life man um, who will always be remembered. The Canadians, though, after after the actual the actual events of rescuing those house guests, we asked Ken Taylor to step forward and take credit, and he did. He said this was a Canadian operation. He did that because if the if the Iranians thought it was a CIA operation, it was just more gasoline on the fire. So he did what we asked. He he became the hero. He was there was a ticker tape parade for him in New York. He became an American citizen. He became rich and famous. And that was fine. That was fine. When the CIA decided to take the story back. Mm, okay. They didn't to my knowledge, they did not run that by the Canadians. They just put it out there. Right. And I think I think Ken Taylor was embarrassed. I think the Canadians were ticked off that they'd been lied to all those years. It just, this turmoil started. Right. And when the movie came out, they, they weren't going to be happy. I know that Ben Affleck had Ken Taylor in, did some interviews with him. I know the interviews appeared publicly, probably in Canada, maybe other places. It was a Warner Brothers sort of issue that they they had to resolve with Ken Taylor. Mm -hmm. We thought they were treated fairly. Right. Canadians did not think they were treated right. fairly. It is in every way, shape, and form, folks, a terrific movie. Uh, yeah. Whatever your orientation on that particular issue, as a piece of movie making, it's mm -hmm. sensational. Great cast. Ben Affleck is great. Uh, John Goodman is spectacular. Alan Arkin is great. And all those who play the house guests are incredibly believable. You feel their sense of trauma and you feel their sense of fear. It's gripping. Um, it's a great movie. Jonah, it's been so spectacular to have you as our guest and our conversationalist. Thank you so much. Please keep in touch. Folks, we'll be back next week. I'm Major Garrett. This has been your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. New episodes of The Takeout are available Friday mornings wherever you get your podcasts. The Takeout is produced by Arden Farin, Katiana Krachenko, Jamie Benson, Sarah Cook, and Ellie Watson. CBSN production by Alex Zuckerman, Eric Susanen, and Grace Seegers. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit TakeoutPodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like The Takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. 
It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds, but none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.